Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. And a great good afternoon and welcome on this Thursday, September 8th, the year 2022, as the NFL season begins. But the biggest story around the world, Queen Elizabeth II, the United Kingdom's longest serving monarch, has died at her Scottish estate of Balmoral at the age of 96 after reigning for 70 years. She came to the throne in 1952. Um, So prayers to all of her family. Uh, Charles will take over as the 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 sovereign of the UK. He will succeed Queen Elizabeth II. He is the oldest son of um, the king, King Charles III and Queen Elizabeth II. So Charles will take over. So mourning taking place in the United Kingdom when we wish them all the very, very best. We have a busy foot show planned for you and yours today as the beat goes on um thursday we take you behind what we call enemy lines we'll have a preview of the southern jags carlos brown will join us here in just a few minutes tell us about a team that put up 86 points and a quarterback who only played a little bit less than a half and uh, destroyed florida memorial Tony Barnhart will join us. We'll go all around the SEC. Then in hour number two, Tom Helmer, the Eastern Michigan radio play-by-play voice, will tell us all about the Eagles as they fly down to Cajun Field for game number two on Coach Desimo's schedule. David Salzman will be calling the game on television between McNeese and Rice. He'll give us a preview of that. And Frank Schwab will close things off in hour number two from Yahoo Sports. He'll give us his picks from week one of the NFL. Anyway, my main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite in the game studios, spinning the tunes, pushing all the buttons. He's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on in 1041 FM in Lake Charles. We are streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you happen to be in the Acadiana area near television set, pop it on because we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. Uh, Sean Payton hasn't completely jumped ship on a wide-ranging interview with USA Today Sports. Payton says um, 
He favors the New Orleans Saints, not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to win the NFC South. And here's why. Quote, we finished last year at 9-8 and eight with 50-something players that missed games because of injury. It's easy to see two more wins there. That puts you at 11 wins. And then conversely, it appears Tampa has had some injuries. I think the early schedule favors New Orleans the way it sets up. Atlanta's in transition. Carolina's in transition. No disrespect to those teams, but I feel like it's a two-team race in that division. Will it be close? I'm sure it will. But the coaching staff in New Orleans is intact with the same coordinators. There's a lot of continuity, and that team knows that it can beat Tampa Bay. Yes, indeed. I love that. Um, And for the Saints to be able to win, well, Jameis Winston has to play well. Doesn't have to play great, has to play well. Jameis, what do you want to do offensively this season? My biggest thing in terms of uh, doing things that that I want to do is just get on the same page with Mike Thomas and and Jarvis and Chris, Uh, some of these guys that I'm experiencing for the first time and us growing together. Uh, that that's what I take on me doing what what I want to do in terms of the scheme and concepts. I'm gonna do what we dial up uh, because we all are in this uh, thing together. Those coaches spend hours, hard working hours, preparing a game plan, and it's our job to go out there and execute that to the best of our abilities. Obviously, having an open conversation to be able to, you know, uh, bounce anything off them uh, that we can. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I think this offense is very efficient, and we have been. Uh, so uh, we just I want to stay on that path, man. I like that, Jameis Winston. Uh, It will help an awful lot if Michael Thomas is ready to go. He is all indicators are that he will be. And boy, is he itching to play. I mean, that's what I love to do, man. I love football. I love coming out here competing. I love working on my game. I love taking coaching and and, and trying to collaborate with my coach and, and find ways to do something better and create separation and just make highlights and perfect my craft. So... Whenever, you know, you you know, I had weeks where I felt like I was close to going in the game and then I wasn't able to go in the game or like just because doing with the in- injury or whatever. But now it's just like I'm kind of itching for it. Kind of itching for it, man. We're all ready to see you get back. At one point in 2019, I think he had like 149 catches for 1,700 yards, nine touchdowns, nine's nothing to nothing to sneeze about. It's not exuberant and exaggerating, but it's still nine. But he's that possession receiver that just moves the chains. For the offense to be effective, the offensive line has to be effective. Here's James Hurst talking about the ceiling for this offense. No telling, but uh, I'm excited to find out for sure. Uh, you know, you look in the huddle, staying in the huddle, and uh, it's a it's a really good feeling looking around, seeing the faces in the huddle. So we know we got guys to do it. Um, you know, as a member of the offensive line, we know it's going to start with us, um, start running the ball. But man, we we know we got some playmakers back there, so we got to give them we got to give them time to make plays. Give them time to make plays. Uh, just FYI, the Saints used an NFL record 58 players in the starting lineup. Remember, there's 11 players on the field. They had 58 in the starting lineup for at least one game. They cycled through 95 players on the 53-man roster. I think it was one of Sean Payton's best coaching performances. It really was. Um 
And with all the adjustments they had to make, including the loss of Winston to that season-ending torn ACL back on October 31st. So it'll be interesting to see, hopefully, they can be healthy uh, and stay healthy. As far as Pete Carmichael is concerned, the offensive coordinator, they've had a long – he and Sean Payton had a long, long relationship. He stepped into the role um, as the play caller in 2012 when Payton served that year-long suspension. Um, Sean Payton said he was in my ear every season. Saints won't miss a beat with him making the calls. He did wonder how the Saints were going to use Taysom Hill, um, who until this year had never lined up in a three-point stance with New Orleans. Peyton, quote, I'm anxious to see their plans for how they use him. I've got to believe he's still going to be involved in packages that put him at quarterback. I'll be surprised if he's not. Now, why would they show their hand? Uh, They can easily be practicing that and waiting until the start of the regular season. But if his role is reduced relative to those snaps, that would surprise me because he was very effective in that role. So we're all anxious to see the role that Taysom Hill will play um the bmw pga championship uh was suspended for the rest of the day at wentworth today following the death of queen elizabeth ii so in honor of her uh, absolutely um shut things down uh dabo sweeney and clemson have agreed to a new 10-year 115 million dollar contract the largest college football coaching contract by total compensation the new contract runs through the 2031 season and averages 11 and a half million over 10 years sweeney set to earn 10 and a half million just behind alabama coach nick saban who recently got got a raise and an extension that will pay him 10.7 million this season. Dabo Sweeney. Um, Wow. Sweeney, Saban, Smart have combined to win six of the eight national championships in the college football playoff era. Um, Of course, Nick Saban uh, has won the majority of them by far. Speaking of contracts, the Los Angeles Rams have extended the contract of coach Sean McVay and general manager Les Snead through the 2026 season. The Rams, um, led by those two, are coming off uh, Super Bowl 56 victory, their second Super Bowl appearance since McVay was hired back in 2017. And of course, they opened the NFL season against the Buffalo Bills tonight. Tonight. So that's just some of your headlines of the day. And since we've got the NFL tonight, are you ready for Thursday night football? Feel the excitement of opening night with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the start of a new season. Bet $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. As an added bonus for Thursday, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on Buffalo or L.A. to win. If your team leads by seven at any point in the game, you get paid instantly, even 
if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on Thursday night football. That's promo code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token is issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Nobody knows the Southern Jags better than Carlos Brown. He's been a longtime radio host covering the Jags for decades. He joins us now to tell us about this newest addition on the bluff as they make the historic journey down Nicholson Drive to Tiger Stadium. That story, that interview coming up next on a very slammed, packed Thursday edition of the Jordy Helfrick Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. Right, welcome back. 16 minutes after the hour. It's um, it's time to go behind enemy lines. They're not, they're not enemies. They're friends. They're right up the road. Southern University and no one more familiar. No one wears his blue and, and yellow gold uh, on his sleeves more than my next guest. He's an alum of Southern University. He's the host of the Carlos Brown Show. He's been doing it for a long, long time. I consider him a great friend. Carlos Brown joins us to tell us all about the Southern Jags. Carlos, it's been too long, man. How are you? Well, Jordan, I appreciate the uh, invite. It, it, it's, it's been a long time, but I, I'm doing well and uh, looking forward to a historic, and I do mean what? historic, football game Saturday night in, in Baton Rouge between Southern University and LSU. Did you ever think this would come to fruition? I'm going to be brutally honest. No. Yeah. Um, and, and just excited about have, uh, Southern having the opportunity. But when you look at the, the other uh, state schools on the FCS level that they have played um, to get Southern the opportunity, it, it's just outstanding. And also from a financial standpoint, Great. it really helps Southern University's uh, athletic program. I was told seven hundred and fifty thousand. They don't have travel expenses other than a bus, um, and so that's terrific. And it's great for the fans. It's great for the community. That, that's awesome. Um, you'll be in Tiger Stadium to watch it. I'm sure. I, I plan on being there, and um, I tell you what, the traffic situation will be totally different from AW Monster Stadium. Of course, over a hundred thousand. Seat Stadium, and from what I'm hearing, uh, Jordy, you may be sold tell out. me more. It's a sold, it, 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 it sold out. Sold out as well. It should. It's terrific. It's it's more than the football game, right? I mean, it's 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 so much more than a football game. But we've got to talk about a football game and a football team. Um, Eighty six points. What? I don't care who <laughs> you're playing. Eighty six points. Yeah, uh, that, that's correct, Jordy. But I, I, I want to put it in in in, in the proper context. Uh, playing Florida Memorial, who just brought back their football program, uh, NAIA school, and, and one of the things that I noticed, and maybe it's because they're in the state of Florida, a lot of the players were I know excited about playing up 
but they kind of poked the bear a little bit. They were pointing yeah. and screaming, and uh, hey, Southern basically said, well, okay, okay. Uh, we're heavily favorite, and we're going to prove uh, that point. I don't want to mess up his name, but your quarterback, McCray, is it Bishon McCray? Um, tell me about him. He put up some some impressive numbers against that uh, that NAIA school. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right, but Bashawn McCray is his name. And actually, last Saturday was his first collegiate uh, snap under center because he signed out of high school. He's from Orlando, Florida. He signed okay. with Central Florida. Then uh, he left there to go to Hines uh, Community College. So on the FCS level, that was his first snap. And, and it's interesting that Coach Dooley says he doesn't need a quarterback to manage the game, he needs a quarterback that can make plays. He had, what, a 65-yard uh, quarterback draw. He ran for a touchdown. He was efficient with his passing. He's very athletic. He's the true definition of a dual-threat quarterback, so he can beat you either way. Now, one of the things, he's only five foot. They haven't listed 5'10". I'm going to say 5'11". But uh, – uh, he had a tremendous outing, and, and that comment from Coach Dooley, who, by the way, cut his teeth under the legendary Coach Pete Richardson. Mm-hmm. It was his first game back as a head coach. That quote, I, I, I'll, I'll just live with that quote for the rest of the season. I don't need a quarterback that can manage the game, which many of us would have stated, but a quarterback who can make plays. So he definitely fits I love the that. bill. I love that philosophy. Carlos Brown, host of the Carlos Brown Show. All it's all about Southern University, the SWAC, uh, HBCU schools. It's it's he does a terrific, terrific job, and he's great in the community about that. Um, you mentioned Eric Dooley, um, cut his teeth under the great Pete Richardson, some of the greatest teams that Southern University's ever had. Um, what is he? What has he brought differently? What What is your confidence level that he can do for Southern? Maybe, maybe what Prime is doing at Jackson State. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of Jackson State, I think Southern and Jackson State they're heading. Uh, for a collision on October 29th. And, Jordy, awesome. that, that's my birthday. So ah. I'm really looking forward to, to that game. But to answer your question, uh, Coach Dooley, one, he's an offensive guru. Some would say an offensive genius. Oh, really? Um, two years back, he was assistant coach on the FCS level nationally. Um, after leaving Southern University, Arkansas Pine Bluff, offensive coordinator, they win a SWAC championship. He goes to Grambling State. Uh, they win a SWAC championship. And head coach at Prairie View, last year, uh, they made it to the championship game, but uh, they lost to Jackson State but had opportunities. So he's going to bring a offensiveness that the Jaguars have been missing, I'd say, since the coach Pete Richardson. You will have to defend every inch of the field. Two, from a discipline standpoint, he brought that in. Uh, a lot of the uh, things behind the scene that happened last year, he came in and nipped that in the bud. And then thirdly, he is a tremendous recruiter. And to fit that high-paced uh, office, which when I interviewed him, Jordy, he said his tempo 
it's like playing basketball. You can appreciate this one, Jordy. Basketball on the football field. He he believes he can get 100 snaps a game. He's, he's going to win uh, most of the time. And uh, last week they didn't get 100 snaps, but they, they got over 60, but they were just very explosive plays. So he, he brings that, the offensive uh, mindset, also discipline, and then he also brings the recruiting up a notch. And then uh, one other thing I would add, Jordy, uh, when he became the head coach, he reached back to alum, former football players, and the excitement just uh, has been building. That's awesome. Uh, a, tremend- a tremendous, tremendous asset for Southern University, and season tickets jumped up 1,500. Now, uh, if you just think about it, if they can continue to win next year, it will even get better. And for Southern University, the high season ticket sales, that I can remember was uh, at 10,000, and that was under a name we mentioned earlier, the iconic Coach Pete Richardson. So that's, yeah. that's what basically uh, Coach Duda brings to the table. God, that's uh, – boy, that sounds like things are heading in the absolute right direction there. We talked about McCray, the quarterback, and he needs a quarterback that can make plays. Uh, tell me about some other players that uh, LSU fans uh, don't know about that when they come into Tiger Stadium, they're going to go, wow, that, that dude's pretty darn good. Well, on the offensive side, I would say Gerard Sims. Um, he's a junior. He's a guy that can run between the tackles. He's also uh, in the passing attack. In other words, Coach Dooley utilizes backs out. Um, on the wide receiver court, you know, they've got a couple of tall uh, receivers, one being um, Cassius Allen. He's a junior, transferred in from uh, Kilgore Junior College. And then locally you have uh, Chandler Whitfield, who – uh, was a champion at Zachary High School when they won the state title. And then Ed uh, McGee, who transferred from Southeastern from Kentwood, another outstanding program, um, he's there. And then uh, an intriguing guy is August Petrie, who's a local kid from the Opelousas area, but he's a grad student, and he graduated from Rice with a degree. And um, he's, he's been uh, outstanding in fall camp, and that's another receiver to look at. Now, on Defensively, of course, I have to start with Jordan Lewis. Now at the wheel linebacker, in the spring of 2021, he was the Buck Buchanan FCS Player of the Year. Last year, kind of had some injuries, but he had the chance to make it on on the next level. But uh, Jordan Lewis had a stupid score last week. Uh, You got to look at him. And then uh, a defensive tackle. Jordan, your fans, LSU fans, Look at this guy, Jason Dumas, 5'10", 280, but don't laugh. This guy is extremely strong, transferred in from Prairie View. He's a native of Asher, Louisiana, and St. James. Tremendous athlete, and um, he reminds me or puts me in the mode of uh, Booker McFarland, just a little bit shorter. But um, I think he's going to look forward to the opportunity to play up. Last year at Prairie View, he did very well against Texas and them. Um, in the secondary, you got Corinne Harris, who transferred um, from Kansas, then McNeese, now at Southern University, and then also at quarterback Demetri and Marcel. He was a Division II All-American. He transferred in from Bowie State, and then his partner in crime, uh, Jordan Carter, also from Bowie State. And Bowie State on the Division II level, 
Um, they won multiple yeah. championships and advanced in the Division Two playoffs. So that's kind of some of the uh, defensive players. And if I could, uh, the special team unit is very, very uh, special. Luke Jackson um, from the Philadelphia area, he kicked the winning 47-yard field goal last year against Alcorn State. Yeah, uh, he's the kick. He's the he's the kickoff guy, the field goal kicker. Then Robins Bowplan, a punter. He's called Mister Goldenfoot. Uh, tremendous leg strength. And then Joshua Griffin, um, the, the kickoff specialist. Only one kickoff, and he had a lot of work last Saturday. Scored eighty six points. Only one yeah. kickoff uh, was returned. And then of course I I can't uh, leave out Braxton Blackwell. Uh, uh, Long snapper specialist. So special teams, defense, offensively, very explosive. Defensively, uh, pitched a shutout. Um, it will be a good measuring stick to see where they're playing up against LSU. They're playing down last week. So I'm going to say, Jordan, they're somewhere in, in the middle as far yeah. as the outlook for this football team. We shall see. Big games ahead uh, in the SWAC. And, boy, that would be great on your birthday for the Jags to beat Jackson State. Uh, that would be awesome. I, I know it means an awful lot to you. I know you, you probably shutting down work and going having fun, and the tailgating is going to be great. The halftime show is going to be great. It's just going to be a great, great time for the community, the city of Baton Rouge, Southern University, LSU. I'm all for it, man. Carlos, thank you so much for your time, buddy. I greatly appreciate it. Enjoy it. Thank you, Joy. Appreciate the time. All right, buddy. Carlos Brown, host of the Carlos Brown Show um, in Baton Rouge, covers everything Southern University and the SWAC. That's a uh, 6.30 kickoff. You can see it and listen to it right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's a sellout. No tickets left. I mean, that is awesome. All right, we'll take a quick time out here. When we come back, it's time for Mr. College Football, the one and only Tony Barnhart to join us. We'll go all around the SEC, talk about his thoughts about the conference where it just means more. Here on the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the fighting Tigers of LSU and the Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. A recent survey discovered that game listeners prefer our station over watching a mandated webinar at work. Oh, thank you, everyone, for coming to this exciting meeting today to discuss... Take that, productivity in the workplace. This is The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Well, college football is upon us. Of course, it's week two of the college football season. It's time to get Mr. College Football on board. The great Mr. Tony Barnhart, kind enough to join us. Tony, how have you been, man? Jordy, I'm, I am great. Uh, <laughs> the games are finally here. We're not having to do what Coach Spurrier called talking season anymore. The, game, the games are here, and with them go the angst <laughs> And joy and everything that comes with them. Yeah, that's Brian Kelly about the angst. Um, how many yeah. how many years does this make for you now, Mr. College Football? Well, of course, Jordy, you know I started when I was four years old. That's right. Uh, this is uh this will be my forty sixth year. And no slowing down. You, you look you look better than ever. So bless your heart. Thank keep, you. Keep doing what you're doing. So what's your biggest takeaway or 
takeaways from what you've seen so far in the SEC? Georgia's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I tell you what, that was really a surprise to me. I mean, I was there. I expected Georgia to win. I expected him to cover 17. I expected him to do, but I did not expect that. And it was not just. Let me ask you this. Um, For the first time, Stetson Bennett the third's not looking over his shoulder, yep. and boy does he look good. He he he's no more. Oh my gosh, can they win with this guy? Well, they've proven that, and boy, he looked better than he's ever looked. I tell you a story. I was at the Georgia Florida game with my boys, uh, who go with me every year. Mm-hmm. This is last late October, early November. I'm outside tailgating, beautiful day, and a Georgia fan walks up to me, and he goes, "Tony, you do understand." There is no way we're going to win a national championship with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. <laughs> I said, dude, I don't know that at all. And so um, he did what he did. What was interesting, Jordy, is they started the game, Georgia talking about, they started the game throwing, and they came out smoking, throwing yep. the ball. And he – well, it was – even 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 Stetson admitted this after the game. This is the best game he's played individually since no he's question. been at Georgia. Uh, They look a lot better offensively. Bryce Young looks as great as he did a year ago, it seems to me. We could have uh, Alabama-Georgia part two, not only for the SEC championship game, but for the national championship game. That's my early impression. Well, and my little talks going around and talking to people this summer, That's I said, folks, you're going to see them twice. You're going to see them three times. You're going to see them in the SEC championship game, and then you'll probably see them again in the national championship game. Just like I think it's a repeat of last year. If Georgia and Alabama do not go through this season undefeated, regular season undefeated, yeah. I'll be very surprised. I will be as well. The other takeaway I had, and I, I want to get your thoughts, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Holy smokes. He I mean, changes you, the complexion of everything at Florida. Sure. I mean, now, everybody understood that Anthony Richardson had a lot of talent has a lot of talent. We knew that. Well, we didn't know whether or not he could be a consistent quarterback who, who made a great play here and made a play that just, just made you shake your head. And that was the issue. Now, obviously, he played very, very well against a team, I guess a Utah team, who a lot of people had in their in their final four. I mean, that's, that's right. how, how good they are. So I was very impressed by Anthony Richardson. So let, let's see what it looks like against Kentucky. Uh, yes. Kentucky, Kentucky will come in there. They're not intimidated by Florida anymore. Mm-hmm. They won two out of the last four. They've won in the swamp. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting it's be- game. It's it's the best game, I think. Everybody's talking about Alabama, Texas. I don't even think that's close. I think Alabama goes in there and does what Alabama does. Alabama never plays to the level of their competition. They always yep. play to their standard. And that's what makes them so great. That's what makes them so great, and they'll do that again. I think because of the atmosphere and the excitement and all that, that Texas will hang in there. But, you know, Jordy, I made a startling discovery many years ago. <laughs> the team with the best players usually wins, yeah, yeah. And, that would be, and that would be Alabama. Yeah, that's pretty good. Our, um, is Arkansas underrated? Uh, they've got South Carolina coming into Fayetteville. Um, they're 16th ranked in the country. they got a pretty good quarterback. Love their coach. They play hard. They play together, right? Um, what do you think of Arkansas? I like Arkansas a lot. I love what Sam Pittman has done. There. And here's the thing, Jordy. I was at an event last week, and there were several Arkansas fans there. And they came up to me and said, so what do you think? And here's what I gleaned from that. 
Arkansas fans for the first time in a long, long time look at their head coach and go, that's our guy. Yes. That's our guy. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby Petrino wasn't our guy. No. Houston Nutt wasn't our guy. Brett yeah. Bielema wasn't our guy. This is our guy. He's like, he's like the closest thing to Frank Broyles. I mean, that Broyles yes. was their guy, right? Yes. And, and, yeah. and, oh, by the way, they're a well-coached team. Yeah. I mean, Barry Odom on the defense, Kendall Bryles on the offense with a quarterback. It, this is uh, – I like what South Carolina's doing, but I don't see them going into Fayetteville and winning. I'm not either. Um, can Mizzou go to Little Manhattan and, and win a ball game there? I don't know. I'm I'm just not sold on Mizzou yet. they got, they got to prove it to me. Yeah. Uh, and Kansas State hasn't been Bill Snyder good, but they've been pretty good. And so I don't know that they can go in there and win that game. But, you know, the SEC's done – SEC had a pretty good first weekend at 13-1. and one, <laughs> yeah, So They did. I think they're doing okay. Hey, if you said 13-1, and one, anybody outside that didn't see any game, they would say, well, that one loss was Vanderbilt. But how about sure. the Doors? The Doors are 2-0. and oh. Now they step up in competition. Uh, 23rd-ranked Wake Forest comes to Nashville. Um, can Vandy keep that thing close? I think they can keep it close, but they got some news at the, early in the week that, that Sam Hartman, the quarterback at Wake yes. Forest, yes. who missed the first two with, – with him, he's a t- they're a top 25 team. Yeah. Dave Kloss is a really good football coach. Uh, now, he is coming back, and I don't know that Vanderbilt can win this game, but I tell you what, the over and under for Vanderbilt it wins is much. two and a half. It's two yeah. and a half. They could get the three with a win here. Wouldn't that be something? Who'd have thunk that? Um, I, I I think the um, Kentucky-Florida game's the best. Close second, the Tennessee Volunteers, a matchup of two top 25 teams. Tennessee gets to go into pit to play the pass. Boy, is this a measuring stick for Josh Heupel and the Vols? It absolutely is. A lot, a lot of people, I'm included, uh, has Tennessee number two in the SEC East in the preseason. A lot of people feel that way. Uh, because of what they did offensively last year, uh, they need, if they're going to do that, remember that they get, if they can take care of Pittsburgh, they got Akron after that, and then they host the Florida Gators yeah. in the fourth game. Tennessee could make a big statement if they could go to Pitt and win. To do that, what do they have to do? Their quarterback oh, just keep doing right? what they do. What yeah. they do, they they are they are the masters in this conference. At up tempo, spread you out. Uh, the quarterback, Hendon Hooker, is incredibly accurate. 31 touchdowns and three only three interceptions yeah, last yeah. year. As much as they throw the ball, all they, all they got to do is play their game, and I think they can win. App State's never somebody that uh, you take for granted. Just ask Michigan way back when, right? But uh, they go into Texas A&M. Um, kind of a quiet start for the Aggies. Are, are you buying Texas A&M this year? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Now, uh, they they had a, a you know decent opening game, but they got to show me they can do it against uh, quality defense. Right. Is Haynes King the guy? They seem to think he is, but what can he? What is he going to do against a uh, quality defense? Now they're going to have it soon enough. I mean, they, first of all, Appalachian State scored forty points in the third quarter against North Carolina. That's Thought right. I'd mention that. Okay, That's right. you know North Carolina's. They had to play at Appalachian State, and the North Carolina people are going, why are we going to Appalachian State? <laughs> that's right. Holy cow. And, oh, by the way, North Carolina's at Georgia State this week. That, that, yeah. That's, that's well, bizarre. Mac wants to just see the world again. That's all. Holy moly. <laughs> but anyway, to answer your question, yeah, here's the thing. 
could Texas be looking ahead because the Miami Hurricanes come into town next week? Okay, that's mm-hmm. a big that's a big game right there. Do they ignore Appalachian State? They're going to win the game, but yeah. do they cover? Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Um, we mentioned Kentucky um, heading into the swamp to play Florida. Kentucky's not scared of Florida anymore, but boy, you got to. Uh, can Richardson be th- like the Cam Newton of the Florida Gators now? He's got the physical talent to change the game. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 can absolutely dominate the game. And if they, I got to hand it to the Gators. They 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 the, every time that Utah did something, they met it. Yeah. And when they had to get a stop to win the game on on, on defense, they made the play to win yeah. the game. A very good start uh, for Billy Napier. Uh, first game to win a beat a top ten team at home. Wow. That's wow. a pretty good start. The one thing that uh, Auburn had besides Cam Newton, they had the guy, that guy named Nick Fairley uh, on, on the defensive side. He was pretty know, good. Yeah. I don't know if Florida has anybody quite like that, but uh, we shall see. Ole Miss will roll. Auburn will roll. Um, another good game on the schedule, uh, and this is a – Mississippi State has to travel out west to take on Arizona, and Arizona's not – you can't sleep on them. Yeah, they're, they're not traditionally bad as they usually are. And, right. and here's the thing. Mississippi State goes to Arizona. They come home and play. They go yeah, to Baton Rouge to play yeah. LSU. Yeah, Bowling Green, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Alabama. That's a, this would be a big. You know what? I've got a theory. Is that Mississippi State really made a mistake by not bringing Will Rogers, the quarterback, to media days? Because more people would have written about this kid who's really good. By he the is. Way. He is really good. And it was like the people have just forgotten about Mississippi State. 17 starters coming back, okay? Yeah. And so I'm going to – it's going to be interesting to see how they play at Arizona. And if they can win, they get a little momentum. You're a wise sage. You've seen college football for 40-plus years. LSU fans are going crazy already after one game, and they they as badly as they played, um, they still had a chance to win the game against Florida yeah. State. Talk to the LSU faithful. Preach to us, Tony. Preach, folks. It's going to be okay. I promise you. Now, here, here here's where I agree agree with some of the criticism. LSU was incredibly fortunate to be in the game. No but question. to their credit, to their credit, when they got behind, they weren't playing well, they got behind, they went up tempo and found a little rhythm on offense, and that helped them. They got a big break when the Florida State coach lost his mind on the goal line <laughs> and did a toss sweep. And then you go, well, they can't drive 99 yards. Well, what do they do? They drive 99 yards. And they're there with a chance to tie or win the game. So you build on that. But having said that, I've known Brian Kelly – for a long time. He's a very good football coach. But LSU was not a well-coached team on Monday night. They weren't. Yeah. And you're talking about two muff punts, two block kicks. Poor center couldn't snap it to the quarterback <laughs> straight. I mean, nothing was going right. But those are things that you can get fixed, and you're going to be okay. Don't you're you going like, to be okay, LSU. Don't you like the quarterback? I think Jaden Daniels is good. He was – He was. He, he, they, they, they could – they couldn't get him to the ground. He yeah. absolutely made some wonderful moves. But the guy started 29 games at Arizona State. It's right. not like, this is, you know, they knew he could play. The question is, which way did you want to go? Yeah. And ultimately, uh, LSU decided we need a quarterback with mobility to stay in the thing. So I, yeah. thought, I, I thought he played well. I'll be curious to see because after one week, Brian Kelly said um, 
everything's in play for the offensive line. Well, Every position is open, and and that's why you got to have a mobile quarterback or running for his life. Let's simply say this: I'm I'm not real smart, but Kayshawn Booty needs to touch it more than twice. I'm just saying that. Okay, yeah. I'm saying there is no reason you've got you have got to get that ball into him in space. He's he's too talented not to have eight to ten touches a game didn't understand that and then he got so darn frustrated and started yeah like, and he didn't run routes he just kind of gave up a little bit it's just uh, so just, just hug him by the neck tell tell him that you love him yeah. tell him that it's gonna be okay first thing you'll be went, fine first thing that went through my mind tony i'm going oh he's gonna say you know what i really don't need this they got enough of me on tape and uh i'm gonna go get ready for the nfl combine we've seen it so many times before that's the first thing that went through my mind i know that's why you give that's why you give him give him a hug and tell him that it's gonna be okay all all your goals you can find right here my friend it was, um, it was don't overreact to a first game good or Bad. Exactly. Twelve team playoff. Um, it's gonna happen before twenty six, right? It's got to. I talked to a lot of people about this, and they it's gonna be hard to do. I had a, I was with a, a gaggle talking to Commissioner Sankey in Atlanta. He said it's gonna be hard to do, but I talked to some other people and said it's gonna be hard to do. But you know what? We got to do it. And why do we have to do it, Jordy? Because there's a lot of money on the table, <laughs> and every year we don't have that playoff is a year when. 200 300 400 million dollars is just sitting on the table and look how, how about this all of a sudden who wants a who wants a 12 team playoff more than anybody in the whole wide world that it would be the Pac-12 who voted against it in February and they want it more than anybody right now yes yes how dumb yeah. was that Yes, and uh, that tells me, as I've said forever in the day, there's no way Oklahoma, Texas are staying in that conference till 2025. There's no way. No, it's like it's like going through a divorce and telling your wife, "We got a divorce, but I'm going to live in the house for a couple of more years." <laughs> yeah. And she goes, "No, no, no." So, well, but if but if you want me to leave, then we got we got to adjust we got to adjust what the alimony is because I'm not paying that to right. leave. And that's right. the same thing. Listen, commission. It came up with Commissioner Sankey. He said, "Look, guys, it's very clear that is a that is a relationship that's between Texas and Oklahoma and the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah. The Big yeah. Twelve Conference could say goodbye to them tomorrow, and all they'd say is just please go away. Okay, yeah. just go away. And A and M and uh, Texas A Texas and Oklahoma are saying we're not paying you fifty million dollars for us to walk away." We'll stay here until the contract's over. So there's got to be some sort of, uh, as they say, uh, consensus. Consensus, my, that's right. Okay, so the SEC does well to LSU fans. Come off the cliff. It's going to work out. Just slow your roll a little bit. Uh, I think, I think uh, don't you think SEC fans are hoping Alabama just trounces Texas to say, yeah, you sure? You sure you want to come back <laughs> with the big boys? Well, <laughs> After the game, you just, if, if it turns out like we think it will, say, hey, welcome to the SEC. You're a year early. That's right. It's, uh, uh, it is It is big boy football, just letting you know. Well, Tony Barnhart, guys, keep on trucking, boy. You, you've never looked better. Um, and I always appreciate your time and your candor and your fun. So thank you. All right, Jordy, be good. Take care. Mr. Tony Barnhart, kind enough to join us today. He is uh, – 
Mr. College Football, um, the NFL starts tonight, so are you ready for Thursday night football? You can feel the excitement of opening night with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the start of a new season. Bet $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. As an added bonus for Thursday, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on Buffalo or L.A. to win. If your team leads by seven at any point in the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on Thursday Night Football. That's promo code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token is issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Back to wrap-up hour number one here on the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. Time is running out for you to score tickets to see the Houston Astros live and in person. Go register in the Game Rewards Club to win four tickets to see Houston take on Tampa Bay Saturday, October 1st. We'll even throw in a tour of the ballpark, hotel accommodations that Saturday night. This is the last Astros weekend giveaway of the regular season. Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Le Meridian Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. So we talked about the Tigers and the Jaguars. We talked about SEC football. Coming up, hour number two, we'll talk about Eastern Michigan. We'll talk about McNeese and versus Rice, and we'll get some NFL picks. All coming your way on the Jordy Helper Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Stick around. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. It's hour number two of two, and away we go on a Thursday, September 8th, the year 2022. Hope you're having a great, great day, NFL. Season gets underway tonight. What a what a, what a great matchup, the Buffalo Bills at the L.A. Rams. We've got week two of the college football season, a monumental matchup uh, as Southern University from the SWAC travels about three or four miles down Nicholson Drive and heads into Tiger Stadium to take on LSU. We've got uh, some other great games, and it's time to focus on those as well, as Eastern Michigan is going to hop on a bird and fly down like eagles do and come to Cajun Field to take on the Ragin' Cajuns. Both teams are 1-0. and Let's go inside the program and behind enemy lines of uh, Eastern Michigan with their terrific play-by-play radio voice, Mr. Tom Helmer. Tom, I hope you got your appetite, big fella, because we're going to feed you like crazy down here, and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, and we're ready to eat. So uh, that's you know, as a radio crew, we you know the players worry about the game. We worry about where we're going to eat. So there's 
And there is a plethora of spots, um, great seafood, great everything. So it's going to be uh, terrific. Six o'clock Central Time start. So tell me about uh, Eastern Michigan. They you, you won your opener, forty-two to thirty-four over Eastern Kentucky. So what did you see? What did you like? Well, we we got off to a slow start in that one. In fact offensively, we only had the ball for six plays in the first quarter. Um, we got a new quarterback in Taylor Powell, who you guys might know. He played at Troy, uh, yeah. played his first three years at Missouri. Um, he, he came in, and once they found their rhythm, he, he really started picking up speed, and then our offense was good. We led by as many as 18 at one point in the game, and then we were up 15 in the fourth quarter. We threw the pass to our, our tight end, Getzinger, his first collegiate catch, and then he got stripped of the ball. Eastern Kentucky recovered. They were able to drive down and get a touchdown to make it a, a closer game than it actually was, and then time ran out. and We got out of there with the victory. But uh, I, I like the way our defense have played. We, we've got two linebackers that are studs. Uh, Chase okay. Klein's a transfer from Michigan State. In fact, he played four games for the Spartans last year before he decided, I'd better pull the ripcord here if I'm going to transfer. And then Joe Sparacio is the weak side linebacker. He's a transfer from Boston College. Between the two of them, they had 17 tackles, and Chase Klein just missed a big interception early mm-hmm. in the game that would have turned the tide early. So, like the way the defense looked, once the offense got rolling, they looked, they looked sharp. So, they should be able to put some points on the board this Saturday. Tom Helmer, the radio play-by-play voice for Eastern Michigan. Every coach has their their little uh, way of doing things, and and they kind of the team is kind of a reflection of that coach. Tell me about Chris Creighton and the job he's done there. Listen, Chris Creighton has done a fantastic job at Eastern Michigan, even though his overall record wouldn't say it. Before Chris Creighton came on campus, the last time Eastern Michigan had been to a bowl game was in 1987. And they haven't won the MAC since 1987. He's taken them to three bowl games in the last four years. He's installed this blue-collar mentality that's really indicative of the area. We're about seven miles east of the University of Michigan. So Eastern Michigan kind of sits in the shadow uh, of the Michigan program. But it's this blue-collar area. Uh, He's the one that had the gray turf installed at the stadium. And a lot of people wonder why Eastern Michigan has this gray turf at their home stadium, which they nicknamed the factory. Um, ah. It's because when he first, when he first got here in 2014, there was spring ball. It was snowing. And some of the players were kind of complaining a little bit. He said, listen, in this program, we're not going to worry about the weather. We're going to play anybody, anytime, anywhere. I don't care if we play in a parking lot on broken glass. And then he got the idea. Why don't we play on a parking lot? Instead of green, let's get parking lot gray. So when you come into the factory, you're walking onto that parking lot turf and, and you're in for 60 minutes of hard-nosed football. I love it. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. That's uh, that's that's pretty good. He introduced a, um, a pizza challenge. What's that all about? Well, he had a pizza challenge last week for the student section that if they sold out the student section – that uh, like so many people would get free pizzas or something like that. And we had a great, <laughs> great turnout in the student section. I don't know if they sold it out or not, so I don't know what happened with the pizza challenge, but uh, he was just trying to let the students know, like, hey, we're going to play good football this season. 
if you haven't found us yet, walk over to the stadium and, and enjoy the game. The students were there that had a great time. Uh, it was a good crowd. So now, now we've got two tough road games before we go home, and, and Louisiana is, is the first part of that. Uh, these two teams played back in the early 2000s. I think uh, they split uh, two games. It was a home-and-home home type of thing. Um, and so uh, we'll see what happens. When you think of Louisiana, what uh, – and, 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 you know, Billy Napier's no longer there. He's doing some good things at, uh, at Florida, uh, obviously. But um, Coach Decimo is taking up the, the mantle. What, what, what are your thoughts of the Raging Cajuns? Listen, Louisiana's got a great program, and I think uh, a lot of group of five teams would like to be like Louisiana. When you have the longest winning streak in the nation, you've been dominant at home, you're 35-5 and five since 2019, you're definitely setting the standard that teams that come in there, this is a great measuring stick. So this is going to be an excellent challenge for Eastern Michigan. I don't know if I feel any better that Levi's gone and Chandler Fields is in there now because Chandler Fields is a, is a great quarterback too. So you guys have a lot of weapons. Uh, I watched the game last week against Southeastern Louisiana. Um, you guys can hurt teams in, in, in a lot of different ways. And so Eastern Michigan absolutely has to go down and play their best 60 minutes of football if they want a chance of getting out of there with a victory. So, I think it's great to have these type of games on the schedule. I mean, if you're a program like Eastern Michigan and you want to take that next step to winning conference championships and and improving your record and and being at the top of the pack every season, you got to play games like this. So I think it's great for Eastern Michigan, not just the team, but us as a radio crew and all those that are involved in the program to come down and see how a class organization like Louisiana runs things. Um. Who's Eastern Michigan's big rival? Two of them, Western Michigan and Central Michigan. So okay. you, you got two teams in the state that like, and it's probably, and I don't know which one they, I hate to use the term hate most, but they really enjoy <laughs> beating them. In fact, there's a trophy in the state called the Michigan Mac Trophy. So okay. whoever has the better record against the other two gets that trophy. Well, Chris Creighton has never been able to get that Michigan Mac trophy. We beat Western last year, then in the season finale, went up to play Jim McElwain in Central Michigan mm-hmm. and ended up losing that game. So that trophy was sitting right in the back of the end zone, and we didn't get it. But this team this year is built a little different than the teams Chris Creighton's had over the last nine years. They handled fall camp differently. They got a new strength and conditioning guy. He says he's never seen his team come out of camp so strong, so fast, and so healthy in his nine years at Eastern Michigan. And so it'll be interesting to see how we match up Saturday against a great team like Louisiana. Well, if your offense uh, doesn't come through, um, you got a pretty good punter, obviously. Mitchell Tomasek, the the MAC Special Teams Player of the Week. What did he do? Well, he, he had three punts. He, he averaged 42 yards over three punts. His longest was 51. Um, I was happy to see, and I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm old enough to remember when punting, you would use that coffin corner. You would yes. try and angle it towards that front pylon and get it as close to that out of bounds as you could. Well, Tomasek can do that and put one out of bounds at about the three-yard line. And uh, he, he just had a good game punting, and it was great to see because our punter last year was Jake Julian, who went on to the NFL and was in camp with the New England Patriots, 
he didn't stick, but he was in camp with them, was an excellent punter, probably the best punter we've ever had in school history. So the fact that Tomasek was able to come up and kind of continue that trend of great punting helps out because it really helped Eastern Michigan flip the field in that game. Uh, this is um, Tom Helmer, play-by-play voice for Eastern Michigan. They coming down to Cajun Field should be a great matchup. You mentioned two stud linebackers. You talked about your quarterback getting in a rhythm. Give me some other names, uh, particularly from your skill position, that Cajun fans might want to keep an eye on. Well, if you're looking at running backs, there's kind of a great one-two punch in Samson Evans and Jalen Jackson. Samson Evans had 13 rushing touchdowns a year ago. He's six foot, 218, runs like a bowling ball. When they're down near the goal line, he's almost impossible to stop. Uh, okay. He was our leading rusher last week with 89 yards and two touchdowns. And then Jalen Jackson is a transfer from Lamar, and he is just fast. He's a guy that gets out in open field. He's tough to catch. So in the backfield, you want to watch those guys. And it's probably the most talented receiving core Eastern Michigan maybe has ever had. Hassan Beydoun. Uh, had a touchdown last week. Last season, he caught 97 passes for 1,015 yards. Um, Tanner Canoe is another guy to look out for. He had a two-touchdown performance last week. Would have had three. Him and Dylan Drummond actually went up for uh, – him and Baydoon went up for a ball in the end zone together, and Baydoon came down with it, or Canoe would have had three touchdowns. And then Dylan Drummond is a uh, fifth-year senior um, he has caught passes in 32 consecutive games, which is the third longest streak among active FBS players. And he's got 154 career receptions, which is 13th among active FBS players. So those are guys to watch out for on offense. I can't thank you enough. Uh, great voice. Um, have a safe trip down. And again, um, Jay and that group will will certainly guide you in the right direction. You can't go wrong with anything. The food's going to be great. The atmosphere is going to be fun. Um, Should be a great ball game. Really should be. And a a good test for both ball clubs. And and we'll see how the old, uh, what happens at the end of 60 minutes. But uh, Tom, thank you so much. Safe travels, big guy. When are uh, y'all heading down? Y'all coming Friday morning, Friday afternoon? What's the plan? Yeah, we're we're hopping on the team plane uh, tomorrow afternoon and we'll be down there and then uh we'll uh just be i that's the downside of night games though is like there's so much sitting around on saturday waiting for the game yeah and it'll it'll be worse for us next week when we go to arizona state because that's a eight o'clock kickoff in tempe which is 11 eastern so that'll be another long one for us people just have no idea what planes trains and automobiles are all about when you're involved with sports it's just it'll wear you out out but tom thank you so much man it's been a pleasure and a treat um again enjoy your travels down and uh, our arms are well are open and our uh, our food is bountiful so enjoy hey we look forward to it and uh it, it should be a fantastic game i look forward to calling it and uh we're all excited to come down to, to louisiana and see the fine program you guys got sounds like a winner thank you my friend i appreciate it
Uh, it's Tom Helmer with Eastern Michigan. Are you ready for Thursday night football? Feel the excitement of opening night with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the start of a new season. Bet $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Thursday, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on Buffalo or L.A. to win. If your team leads by seven at any point in the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on Thursday night football that's promo code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL you must be 21 or older and physically present in Louisiana select parishes only bonus issued as free bets one early win token is issued at opt-in money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligible in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. When we return, we'll find out all about the Rice Owls as McNeese makes the drive to Houston. David Saltzman will join us when we return. The Jordy Helford Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. And we are back this Saturday at 6.30 in Houston. Uh, the McNeese Cowboys travel to take on the Rice Owls. Rice, a part of the Conference USA Western Division. Um, you can hear the game on the radio. You can also watch it as part of ESPN3 with my good friend. I think he's one of the best play-by-play voices uh, out there. He'll be calling the game, and that's David Saltzman. David! We do some hoop games together, but now you're doing some football. And uh, thank you for joining us, buddy. How are you? Yes, sir. Yeah, good afternoon. It's been too long. I'm doing great. All right. Um, what excites you about this game? Tell me Tell me your storylines for this one. Storyline for this one is this is a game with two teams that are coming off first-week opponents that were really tough and defeats that became one-sided. It was very similar. I mean, first half, both teams played tough. Rice went to Southern Cal, um, had a chance to make it 21-14 in the middle of the second quarter. A pick six makes it 28-7, and the game kind of steamrolled from there. And as you know, McNeese had a great first half up in Bozeman against Montana State, and then the game in the second half got away from them. Um, So it's really to see which teams make that best jump from week one to week and, and get a win under their belt. So I think the teams are a little different in terms of experience. Rice has the advantage there for sure. Um, and obviously McNeese has a new head coach in Gary Goff, and he's trying to implement his system. Um, but I, I think there are two teams that showed a lot of promise in week one, despite the one-sided scores in the end, uh, looking to get a win under their belt and to get momentum early on in the season. Yeah. I think, and in talking to the folks at McNeese, they, they, this is a pivotal game for them. I think it's a pivotal game for Rice. I think both teams think it's a winnable game for their respective programs, and wins will be tough to come by uh, along the way, so you got to get them when you can. Uh, so that adds some added significance to this thing, I believe. I think so, um, and I, I think in, in this type of game, one thing I'm going to like about it, um, I mean, you're probably old school like me, right? Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see, even though I know McNeese runs kind of a, their style of the air raid and spread, I, I think this is going to be one of the more physical football games that I at least see this year. Now, that's what Rice wants, their, their hashtag 
for the last five years on Twitter has been intellectual brutality. <laughs> intellectual, <laughs> of course, you know, because Rice is one of the best academic institutions in the country, and then brutality because they want to play a physical kind of football. Now, they're not going to go, you know, the old days of the wishbone, you're running at 90% of the time, but they want to be physical. And, and I think, and Gary Goff has even said this, that despite, you know, wanting to spread the ball out, you know, there's a physicality with Deontay McMahon at running back. Um, and then when we see Cam Ransom in at quarterback for McNeese, which uh, I expect to see at some point on Saturday, he and Knox Kadem are, are, are kind of alternating at that position. Yeah. I, I think whoever wins the running game battle is going to have the best chance in this one. And uh, apparently Rice has a pretty good one in Cameron Montgomery, right? Uh, six carries for 99 yards, 16 and a half a pop uh, against yeah. USC. That ain't bad. Yeah, you know, a big part of that was he had a big 55-yard run against USC. Um, he and Ari Broussard are going to alternate at tailback. And Broussard may be the number one guy. His numbers weren't great against USC, but he had a couple of touchdown runs. Um, you know, for, for Rice, if you look at them, they, they have, I think, in the five years that Mike Bloomgren has been there. Now, he's the head coach, and he came from right. Stanford where he yeah. ran a similar offense uh, with David Shaw as the head coach. Now, for a number of those years, he had Andrew Luck at quarterback. Um, yeah. and, and that kind of takes me to my point about Rice, where I, I think of the running back spot, their depth is really good. Their receiving core, I think, is, and Mike Bloomgren will tell you, it's the best depth-wise and talent-wise he's had in his time there. The question is, is the quarterback play going to be good enough? Wiley Green is a starter who, who's been the starter multiple times. Now, that's good and bad. Uh, he's won the starting job multiple times, but he's lost it a couple of times in his career. He's a fifth-year junior, and he got banged up last week. So if he does play Saturday, will he be 100%? That's the question. What Rice has been lacking offensively is enough balance with a passing game threat, and that relies on the quarterback. And so Green yeah. has been up and down in his career. He's shown great, he's shown great flashes. Um, T.J. McMahon is a junior transfer who had to play for Green um, in the USC game after Green did get banged up. But there are some question marks there. If they can get good enough quarterback play, I, I do like them on Saturday. If they do struggle at that position, then, then as you well know, any offense is going to struggle, and that's going to yeah. give McNeese their best chance at pulling off the win on the road. David Salsman with us. To your point, McMahon, um, three picks after he got in for uh, Wiley Green when he got banged up against the Trojans. Three picks. That's not going to give confidence to your coaching staff or your teammates. Uh, so so we shall see. Um, McNeese, you mentioned, had to go up to Montana State. Uh, they're traveling back to Houston. It's only about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from them. What, uh, what do you like about uh, the Cowboys? Um, you know, I like – Similarly to Rice, their depth, um, you know, they now they yeah. have 58 newcomers. Uh, right. So the, they're going to have to rely on some inexperience early. Uh, but when you look at their receiving core, and you have Josh Matthews, who had a 66-yard touchdown against Montana State a week ago, and he has 70 receptions in his career. You have the Kentucky transfer, Walker Wood, who I know is very promising. And then Mason Pierce, who – has had an impact at McNeese since his arrival on campus, and, and he's from the Houston area, which Rice is located. You know, similar stuff, right? You, you, you have a receiving core that is really, really good and really deep. Uh, you have Deontay McMahon and, and D'Angelo Durham, who had a 75-yard rushing touchdown last week. 
providing a good one-two punch at the tailback position. Yeah, kind of like Rice again. Is Tatum and Ransom going to give McNeese enough at the quarterback spot to give them a chance to win, much like Rice needs that from Green and McMahon? David Saltzman, um, on the call of the game between McNeese and Rice, ESPN3. Um, I think it's going to be a heck of a game, personally. Um, and, and we'll see. Uh, I, and I agree with you 100%. Which quarterback plays the best is going to, I think, determine. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to have all the other aspects, obviously. But whichever quarterback plays the best, I think, is the team that's going to win. Yeah, because I, I think both teams can do really well on the ground. Uh, I, you know, Rice Rice really did a good job. If you watched the USC game, and, and I did, where the first half, they're running the ball really well on USC. USC yeah. scores quickly and early, and then Rice comes back with a 16-play drive. They had some key third-down completions to continue the drive, but they did the bulk of their damage on the ground. And as they're driving to try to make it 21-14, to 14, similar thing before the pick six, made it 28-7 and really got the game away. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I'm no coach, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if, the defensive staffs are like, look, let's stop the run first and make these quarterbacks prove that they can beat us. Um, so I enough. think that's going to be a major focus because I think both teams have shown, not just last week, but in previous seasons, they can run the ball pretty well. David Salsman, um, you're the best, man. I, I really, really do appreciate you hopping on board. Safe travels to, to Houston um, and enjoy the ball game, buddy. I know you will. All right. Thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. You're the best. David Saltzman, kind enough to join us here uh, on the Jordy Hultberg Show. You know, you know the NFL um, is uh, is here. So are you ready for Thursday night football? You can feel the excitement of opening night with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the start of a new season. Bet $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. As an added bonus for today, every Thursday, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on Buffalo or bet on L.A. to win. If your team leads by seven at any point in the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on Thursday night football. That's promo code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token is issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. With that in mind, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, Frank Schwab joins us. Week one of the NFL, his picks here on the Jordy Helpert Show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
All right, we are back. Uh, Freezer Wild, 3.33 at a minute. So it's 3.34 on this uh, Thursday, September 8th, the year 2022. The NFL is back. Time to get some some game thoughts of week one of the NFL season with our guy, the Schwab, Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Frank, it's finally here, buddy. How are you? It's, you know, I've been waiting for this day since the schedule came out, and now it's here. It's it's just great. You know, yeah. NFL football finally back. Before we get to the games, is Lamar Jackson going to have a contract in hand by the deadline tomorrow, or is he going to play this season without one, a new contract? I don't know. I I don't know. And I also find it funny, like these deadlines, like Lamar's like, I won't sign a contract if yeah. – the Baltimore Ravens come with four hundred million dollars guaranteed tomorrow, the day after the deadline. Whatever, I'm sure he would sign it. Like it's kind of Thank nonsensical you. to just say, "No, I will absolutely not." You would like if if the Ravens just decided to. I don't know if this is going to make anything happen or not, but. I, I think it's just a very, very complicated negotiation, and I'm not sure that yeah. you know it, it's going to get done as Lamar hopes it will. All right, uh, we shall see. Enough of that stuff. Let's get to the games. Not a better one to start off the the season with than Buffalo heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. This thing has jumped around a little bit. Um, the Bills are favored by two and a half. Uh, I read a story where Matthew Stafford had a little elbow procedure in the offseason. I don't know what difference that makes now, but uh, it's got to make a little bit, I would think. What do you, what, What's your thoughts going into this one? Yeah, and you know the the one question with the Rams is Stafford's elbow, but I think he's fine. Like, if the, the Rams are going to mess around with the franchise quarterback, if he was yeah. really really bad shape, they, he wouldn't even be throwing. He'd be shut down a long time ago. So, correct. I think he's going to be fine. I expect to see a normal Matthew Stafford tonight. And I like the Rams. I think the Rams have to be sitting around saying, listening to all this hype about the Bills and you know all this stuff, and just like. Aren't we the team that's raising the banner tonight? Aren't we the team that won the Super Bowl last year? I, yeah. I think they've been really disrespected, and this whole game has been really when you when you listen to it, when you read about it, it's all about the Bills. It's all about Buffalo being the favorites and everybody's darling and all that. And the Rams are still really, really good. Yeah. Now the Bills are good too, and it wouldn't shock me if the Bills had a decisive win, and by the end of tonight, we're saying, "Wow, the the Bills really are legit this year. They're going to have one of those type of seasons." But I'm picking the Rams. I, I just think that we've all overlooked the fact that the Rams are the champs. They bring back a lot. They added. I mean, Allen Robinson, a very, very good player. Bobby Wagner, heck of a middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Rams get this done. And, you know, I, I, I just hope Stafford's healthy because that's the one thing. If, if we come out and he's kind of not his normal self, yeah, yeah. That, that obviously the Rams aren't the same team. But right. I expect to see the Rams look just like they did you know, last time we saw them uh, in the stadium when they won a Super Bowl. They got a good defense, but man, that that Josh Allen can score some points, and yeah, Buffalo's yeah, offense yeah. is pretty darn explosive. Is this going to be a high-scoring game? I don't know. I, I I almost think like that's an easy thing. I mean, just being a contrarian today, I guess, because I think it might be a little lower scoring because these defenses okay. are really good too. We forget the Bills had the best defense in the NFL last year, and the yeah, Rams are yeah. obviously very good on defense with Aaron Donald and them. So I, I think it's it's going to be a fun game, but not necessarily you know both teams in the 30s or 40s or anything. Right, we shall see. Right, it's the only game on the ticket tonight. Then we go to Sunday. Let, let's get the Saints and the Falcons out of the way. They don't like each other. It usually shows. I think the Saints are the better team. And you like Jameis Winston more than Marcus Mariota or vice versa. Um, I don't know who else Atlanta has, but their pros are getting paid. So um, I, I just don't see how Atlanta can keep up with the Saints in this one. 
I agree with you. I mean, it's it's hard because big rivalry, a home game for Atlanta. You know, they're gonna be fired up, but. I just don't think they got the players this year. I think that's a really, really bad roster, and I don't really know how they move the ball against that Saints defense. I think the Saints will be just fine. We'll see if Michael Thomas plays. That's up in the yeah. air, I guess. But even without him, I think I think the Saints kind of cruise in this game. I just don't think the Falcons are going to be very good this year. And I think the Saints will be. I think the Saints are going to be perfectly reasonable. I think they're going to be in the NFC South mix for a while. Yeah. And I just, I just don't see the Falcons matching up. Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. The Baker Mayfield Bowl. Uh, if this game were in Cleveland, it might be a different story, but Cleveland's heading to Carolina. The Panthers are a point-and-a-half favorite on this one. Um, golly, I don't know what – all I can say is Christian McCaffrey's not hurt yet, so I like Carolina. That's it. I mean, right? Like, Christian McCaffrey is probably the one running back. I mean, maybe Derrick Henry, but we saw Tennessee win without him. Maybe Jonathan Taylor, but I don't know if he's on McCaffrey's level of just changing the entire team. And we have seen the difference with McCaffrey on the field and off the field. He's he's there. I think Carolina might be okay. I, I watched that last Browns preseason game, and I'll tell you something. That mm. offense looked pretty bad. I mean, yes. I don't. I just don't know if Jacoby Brissett can elevate anybody, and they're going to be one-dimensional. They're just a running team now with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, and I think he can slow down teams like that. I think the Panthers win this. I, I think Baker Mayfield's been a little too disrespected over the last year. Like, yeah, is he great? No, but is he terrible? He's definitely not. I think he's a middle of a real quarterback. I think he's a big upgrade for Carolina, and I think they win this one. Now, uh, Frank, it's 2022. If you had told me that Marcus Mariota, Geno Smith, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, and Jacoby Brissett would be starting quarterbacks for their teams in their opening week, I'd have said, "What pigs are flying? There's no way. What the heck's going on?" I know, I know. It's there's a few teams that that have had to scramble a little bit, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, San Francisco on the road at Chicago. They're favored by seven. Shouldn't be any problems there. Or does Justin Fields make it complicated for the Niners? I don't think so. I think that the Niners get over on them again. The Bears can't block anybody, and that's a bad thing against this 49ers front. That's a good, <laughs> yeah. good defense. It looks like Kittle won't play, and that, that hurts their 49ers offense, but I think they're going to be just fine. And I just don't think the Bears are very good this year, and it's a big number, seven, seven and a half, whatever it is sitting at now, but I just don't see how the Bears really move the ball against that 49ers defense. Uh, a, a division rival. It's Pittsburgh, a six and a half point road underdog at Cincinnati. Mike Tomlin, pretty good as an underdog coach. Um, any problems with Joe Burrow uh, with that appendicitis that he had all preseason? You think the, I don't think the Steelers win it, but can they keep it closer than six and a half? Yeah, I think they keep it close. I I think Burrow's fine. Nobody seems worried at all. So yeah. I, I guess I, I guess he's just normal. And but you know, Pittsburgh's going to play hard. I don't think Trubisky's any worse than Ben Roethlisberger was last year. To be honest, yeah. like while well, others were terrible. So I, I don't see that as being a downgrade. You know, they're going to play tough defense. They're going to be well coached. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh keeps us close. I think it's a, uh, an interesting game. I think Cincinnati does win, but yeah. probably by less than a number. Okay. Um, Frank Schwab with us, Yahoo Sports. Everybody's riding high on them. Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are heading to that team that was on hard knocks, um, the Detroit Lions, and the Eagles are four-point favorites behind Jalen Hurts. What do you think? 
Yeah, it's it, it's tough because these are two teams I really like. I, I don't know who to pick. I I really like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I really do. I think they're going coming wow. out of the NFC. I, I think I think that roster is really really good. Yeah. Uh but Detroit's good too, and you know they're gonna be fired up week one at home. Four point underdog. They covered a lot of spreads last year, so. of the Eagles winning the game but the Lions covering. I I, I think that I think the Lions are gonna give them a game. I, I, I just think I think okay. the Eagles the, we might I mean we might come out of the saying the Eagles are really, really good this season, but they kinda have to prove it too, so I'll take the points here. I think there are gonna be some sore players after that game. I think they both play very, mm-hmm. very hard. Uh, Matt Ryan has his first game as the Indianapolis Colts quarterback after coming over in a trade, and he gets the luck of playing the Houston Texans, who are pitiful, and they are seven point road favorites on this with Jonathan Taylor and company. Um golly, does do the Texans make it close? I think they might. I, you know, watching the Texans this preseason, maybe it's just preseason false hope. You know, that happens sometimes. But watching the Texans, like they, they do have some interesting young players. They have some okay. things that they can do, and maybe they're not going to be so bad this year. Uh, seven is a lot at home. There's ten home underdogs this week, and I think honestly, if you took all ten home underdogs blindly, I think you'd do okay. Uh, you'd end up winning more than you lose as far as the spread goes. <laughs> I, I think the Texans keep this close, and the Colts. Very good team. I like the Colts a lot, but they're not the type of team that usually blows you out. You know, they're 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 not this team that's putting up forty eight, forty nine points. Like they're, I think they win, but it's going to be close. I really do. I think the Texans okay. might be a little bit of a surprise this year. Not a they're not a great. Sure, let's put it that All way. right, Frank Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports with us. New England has left. They left on Tuesday to travel to Miami to get used to the heat and the humidity. Bill Belichick says, hey, we're not doing out there to play. We just want to go win a game. They are an unusual road dog here after coming off kind of a um, an unsettled season a year ago. Two was the captain. They made a lot of changes there. He's got a pretty fast Tyreek Hill to throw the ball to. You like the Dolphins or the Patriots? Pay- Patriots, Dolphins favored by three and a half. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we heard this story where the Patriots are just everybody's down on them? Oh, the Patriots are dead. The Patriots are screwed. This year, it's, the offense is going to be awful. And now they're three and a half point underdogs. Get, just give me Bill Belichick. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Bill Belichick against a rookie head coach in Tua? Yeah, I. I, look, again, it's week one. We might look up on Sunday night That's and be right. like, wow, the Patriots offense really is that miserable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, though. Until I see it, until I really, really see that happen, I will take three and a half points of Bill Belichick at just about any spot you can give me because I know that guy can coach and I know he's going to have his team ready. All right. Um, Baltimore uh, with Lamar Jackson. He's back healthy. I think he's got a lot to prove to that he wants to prove to people. Uh, they're on the road against the New York Jets. I, you know, Joe Flacco, does he start? Is Zach Wilson going to make it back from the knee injury? I have no I don't think it makes a difference. Jets are seven point home dogs. Again, so many, like you said, so many home underdogs. Crazy. And I, I, I'm just going with the Jets as kind of this. Nobody's going to be on the Jets. Everybody's going to be on the Ravens because yeah. they're just a better team. But if it is Joe Flacco, I hate to say this because it really is a, a negative towards Zach Wilson, but I think Joe Flacco gives him a better chance to win. I really do. Like I just I don't like what I've seen out of Zach Wilson so far. He missed all – doesn't bode well for them, I don't think. I think they're going to want to be safe with him. So 
I think Joe Flacco can get the ball out to the playmakers. They do have some good young talent there in New York. And the Ravens do have some injuries. I mean, their running back situation's unsettled, and their left really, really good left tackle, Ronnie Stanley's banged up. We don't know if he's going to play. You know, so I think I'm just going to take the Jets. And as ugly as that is, as hard as it is to take the Jets, <laughs> I think find some way to cover in this game. All right, the the Philadelphia Eagles are are six degrees of separation connected to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington Commanders. It'll be former Eagles coach Doug Peterson going against yeah. his former Eagles quarterback in Carson Wentz. And the Jaguars are two-and-a-half-point road underdogs. A lot of people think Urban Meyer's out. Peterson's going to make a big difference. You love Trevor, um, you know, the, the, the quarterback, and uh, – this might be an interesting game. I think Jaguars win. I really do. I mean, Washington, I don't know if they're any good. I really don't. I respect Robert as a coach, but, I mean, Chase Young isn't going to play. He's still recovering from that ACL. We all know about the Brian Robinson story. It looked like Brian Robinson was going to be a starting running back on opening day. Well, he's not going to play. And Antonio right. Gibson, who was deep in the doghouse, has to take back that role. I just, I just think the Jaguars are going to be a lot been big in free agency. They they improve. I'm not saying that the guys they sign are going to take them to a Super Bowl or anything, but they're going to be better. Obviously, okay. coaching upgrade, all that kind of stuff. I just I think the Jaguars win. I, I think they just right. go to Washington, win the football game outright, and we're 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 going to see kind of the Jaguars be this feisty team in the AFC where they're they're going to be a heck of a lot better than they were last year. I think the best thing to happen to Trevor Lawrence is for Urban Meyer to be back talking about football rather than coaching football. The Giants are five-and-a-half-point road underdogs at the Tennessee Titans here again. Um, Derrick Henry's healthy. That's all I need to know. Yeah, I didn't know what to make of this game. I don't really like the Titans coming into the year. I don't. I I mean, you, you trade A.J. Brown when you probably didn't need to. Harold Landry, their pass rusher towards ACL, he's out for the season. But I don't like the Giants either. Like, they're no good. So <laughs> I guess I'm just taking the points. This is the one game. There's only one or two games on the schedule where I was just like, I have no idea who to pick in this game. This was one of them. I don't like either of these teams. I guess I'll just take the points in that, in that right. area. This ought to be a good one. Kansas City, six-and-a-half-point road favorite at the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray got his big contract. Pat Mahomes, nobody's talking about Pat Mahomes anymore. I think he's a little ticked off, um, and I think he wants to go crazy this year. What do you think? Yeah, he really might. What I like is this, this spread open to three. It's up to six most places. Yep. Why? What's happened? What's changed? I mean, there's, nope. I guess like Zach Ertz is questionable. That's not changing the line three points. I guess it's just a big overreaction. I think the Cardinals are are not bad by any means. I know they don't DeAndre Hopkins or anything, but they're a team that that can compete. I, I I still like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are a very good team. But this, again, this line open to three. It's at six. If you're going to give me six, I'll take six. Just because I think that three point swing. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, Las Vegas. The Raiders are heading a little short trip to take on the Chargers. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert. I mean, this is a this is a big time. I like the Raiders for some reason, but they have the Chargers. Chargers favored by three. What do you think, Frank? Chargers all the way, I think. I, okay. I Look, if the Chargers are who everybody thinks they might be this year, everybody's on the Chargers, right? Everybody likes the Chargers. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're going to be great, fun. Then you you win this game by 
double digits, really. Like, and that, that's a little disrespectful to the Raiders playoff team. They beat the Chargers Week 18 last year, as we all remember. But again, if the Chargers are going to be that team, if you're going to legitimately take that step forward, be a playoff team, AFC West contender, maybe even Super Bowl contender, this is the kind of game you don't leave any doubt. You you yeah. go out there. Justin Herbert has four touchdowns. You you. Screw with their off of the Raiders' offensive line, which is not that good. You get Bosa Mac going and getting to Derek Carr. If the Chargers, if the Chargers don't cover in this game, it's going to be like, okay, is this just the same old Chargers? They're just good on paper, and they're just never as good on the field. So this is a game that I'm really interested to see. I think the Chargers blow them out, but if they don't, I'm going to kind of come out of Sunday saying. Well, hey, maybe the Raiders are just really, really good. Uh, you know, they are a playoff team from last year. But also, maybe the Chargers just aren't going to take that step. Oh, we only got about 30 seconds left. So just give me who you like to win the game. Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Vikings really like them. Tampa Bay at Dallas. Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas. Home dog. Yeah. I love it. And your Denver Broncos are at Seattle. Yeah, Broncos win, but Seattle, I'll take the spread. Geno's not as bad as people think he is. He was okay last year when he filled in for Russell Wilson. You're the best. Frank Schwab, enjoy tonight's ball game and all of week one of the NFL. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. You're the best. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Back to wrap things up here on the Jordy Helper Show. Oh, by the way, oh, before we go um, any further, let me just tell you that um, uh, we, we have the game for you tonight. Yes, we do. Um, the NFL season opener. The Bills, defending Super Bowl champion Rams. You can listen to all the action live here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Pre-game starts at 7, kickoff set for 720. Bills at Rams here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Now we'll go to break. We'll be right back. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, what a fun show as we took you behind enemy lines. Carlos Brown on the Southern Jaguars, Tom Helmer on the Eastern Michigan Eagles, David Salsman on the Rice Owls. We got some NFL picks from Frank Schwab. We got college picks from Tony Barnhart. Woo! Tomorrow will be a fun-filled football Friday. We'll have some high school thoughts, uh, more on the Saints, um, and our regular crowd will 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 shuffle in. Larry Holder, George Fowler. George Becknell and James Mesh and I will make our weekly picks. We did pretty good last week, um, except none of us picked the Florida Gators. I don't think many people did at all. And um, I think we all picked LSU. And so we, we missed on those two pretty, pretty badly. But we'll try our luck again tomorrow. So, James... Thank you so much for all your help. Thanks to all of you for listening in whatever form or fashion that you did. And uh, thanks to our partners that make it possible each and every day. Come on back tomorrow, same time, 2 to 4, same great stations, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Um, hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Enjoy the NFL tonight. Uh, and come on back tomorrow. So until then, I'm Jordan Helper. Stay thirsty, my friends. Um, Please stay healthy. Try your best. Stay healthy. Let's be kind to one another and uh, be happy, man. Be happy.
until tomorrow. So long, everybody. Have a great one.